I'm your host this week, Jeremy Greer. This is episode 77 for September 15th, 2017. It's a great day. I'm joined by my, my, my one of my good friends and one of my most excellent co-hosts, Mr. Charles Turner, a.k.a. Vader Van Oden. How are you today, Vader? Not too bad. How are you? I'm weird. I'm stumbling over this intro because I feel like I haven't done Dark Insight in a long time, so I'm just kind of tripping my way through it. it. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't noticeable at all until I just mentioned it. Um... We also were joined by a special guest, our good friend Banshee Beat. Hey, Banshee Beat. Hey, guys. It occurs to me that I should uh, have asked you if I could use your first name on this podcast <laughs> before we started recording. Yeah, you, yeah, if you call me Banshee Beat the whole time, I might pull out my hair. Just call me Dylan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I only I only uh, use that for specific like dumb brand things. Gotcha, gotcha. People wow, might the recognize podcast just started uh, Dylan for uh, and I already. From, Go ahead. I'm I'm already fumbling this whole cast. <laughs> as, as I was, was going to doing fine. I was I was going to say I just started and I'm already making it just a complete ass of myself. Well, dropping if, brand names and garbage. If it makes you feel any better, uh, I make an ass of myself in this podcast just about every time I appear, uh, which is about sixty percent of the time. So don't feel bad. <laughs> People might recognize uh, Dylan from his episode of "Don't Give Up Skeleton," um, but you're. You do other stuff on the internet. Before we jump into our, our main episode, why don't you tell us about your brand, man? <laughs> Jeez. Um, so uh, I'm primarily uh, an electronic musician. Uh, Banshee Beat is my main project. Uh, I've been doing that for geez, like seven years now. It's a mm-hmm. while. Um, so what you might expect is, you know, I put out music, but that's a lie. I actually just post dumb jokes on Twitter. That's true. But you also make excellent music. So. Thank you. <laughs> also, again, thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for guesting. This is, this is going to be awesome. Uh, as we normally do, let's let's discuss the weather because uh, it's yes. become a tradition. And if we don't do it, then New Zealand is hit by terrible catastrophes like the rest of the world is getting right now. So, uh, Jeez. Let's start with you, Dylan. How's the weather where you are? Uh, so I'm going to look up exactly how hot it is because it's just <laughs> hot it's so hot and it's 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 mid-september and it's still in the i think it might be still over 100 degrees here mm-hmm. um but as someone who goes to school full-time and parks like a mile off of campus every time i go to class i'm just a sweaty mess and it's no good <laughs> Yeah, I used to live in your neck of the woods, and uh, it was not fun. We used to fight over covered parking. That like there was one strip of uh, covered parking in our like parking lot at the, my office, and it was basically like just a game of who can who wants to get to work the earliest to be able to deserve the cool car in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Which, thinking back, like may have been a very specific design to get people to come to work early and on time. <laughs> um, you lived in Phoenix, right? Yeah, I lived in Phoenix. <clears throat> I, I don't know how you do that. Every time I go to Phoenix and it's just 10 degrees higher than it is in Tucson, I'm just like, 
I, I, uh, my girlfriend lives in Phoenix. And so, uh, last time I was up there, it was like 11 o'clock at night and it was like a hundred degrees. And I'm like, how to, I can't go outside at like late night and not just immediately die. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, Phoenix is mostly concrete nowadays. Like there's very little vegetation. So even once the sun goes down, the, the heat that the concrete and the asphalt has absorbed, it just like just emanates from the ground so it's just it's just miserable like phoenix was such a miserable place to live and then um i don't know man like it's it's just it's just incredibly hot like it was just hot all of the time and i live in south louisiana now it's not exactly cool down here but uh <laughs> and, and you know people have conversations about the humidity or, or whatever but like you know like phoenix is just fucking hot like it is just miserable all the time except in the winter time where it's perfect you get like three months of perfect weather and then six months of horribleness and then three more months of perfect weather so the problem with the perfect weather is that's when everyone who lives where it's cold comes and then just traffic is bad because old people can't drive oh yeah the snowbirds come down to 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 just to, 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 to clog up the works like you go to your favorite restaurant and all of a sudden there's an hour wait because there's a bunch of gray-headed people and they're trying to get some food and taking way <laughs> too damn long and not tipping enough so I just want to question your math before, Jeremy. Okay. You said three months of perfect weather. Yeah, let's not get into it real of... deep. I, we don't <laughs> have to go. <laughs> basically, winter through spring is, is, is reasonable, and then the summertime comes, and it's just hot. So. Well, I guess that's why it's called Phoenix. It's just burnt to ashes so it can basically. rise again. Yeah, I don't actually – I don't know – the history of why it's called i don't know really the history of anything uh, I'm, I'm a very bad history student but um i just know that i was really surprised I, to know that everybody in phoenix called themselves the phoenicians so yeah that's a thing yeah, that's that's, that's a thing yeah so i also i know there's a town in arizona called snowflake and it's it's the opposite of what a snowflake would ever be yeah what how, you know, why I, do you uh, know some random town in arizona <laughs> I don't. I meet people. Okay, <laughs> I cool. From Snowflake. <laughs> I remember stuff. Yeah. I'm looking up where Snowflake is on the map because I'm I'm so curious. If I, I'm curious, if I've ever been near it. Phoenix I've is really never heard of it. Yeah, like I, I, I haven't heard of it either. Town. It's in um. It shouldn't be too hot over there. It's it's kind of northwest uh, or northeast of Phoenix. Dude, that is in yeah, the middle of nowhere. Who do you know that lives? <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember who it was. But Snowflake yeah. is like four hours north of you, <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> yeah. I also knew some from Modesto, California. Um, oh, yeah. And when it appears in... Um, yeah, it's not too, too small. But yeah, it's, it is, it's appeared in a few movies. I think Aliens vs. Monster. I think the, like, the main characters from Modesto. <laughs> Is, do I, I, even, I know that place. Do I even want to ask what is Aliens versus Monster? What is that? Monsters? It's a kid's Pixar movie or something. Oh, is it? Aliens versus Monsters. Yeah. Oh, I had not seen this. You don't movie. know that? Uh, I never even heard of this. Yeah. God, I'm so out of the loop on, on children's entertainment. That's probably a good it's, thing. It's not terribly great. I've seen it several times. That's what it's, happens when you have multiple children in your house. Yes. Yes. I'm guessing that's why um, uh, Charles knows <laughs> about this movie too. <laughs> uh, I, the best part about it is the main character becomes extremely large. Uh, she gets like blowing up, like becomes a giant, and she gets called a ginormica, and I think that's just brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, 
There's a really great song just... on the uh, Steven Universe soundtrack called uh, "Where the Dude's Singing About Wanting to Be a Giant Woman." A giant woman, and it's it's really really good. <laughs> it's a good song. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was just thinking though how that movie must have just you know st- started showing the first signs of plenty plenty deviant art fetishes. <laughs> because of the giant woman, you think Miyazaki was like a ghost director and... of this? <laughs> there's a giant woman. There's like a blob monster. Okay. There's a fish dude. I can't remember who all what else there is, but it's all just like things I've probably seen this. on the internet. Yeah, there is definitely a fish dude, and uh, our our friends of the show over at the Salt Report podcast have been talking. I was about just thinking of that. Uh, the. Uh, <laughs> The call is it Call of Cth- No, it's on it's on the face of the water uh, is the is the name of the movie and uh, apparently there's a fish dude in it and one of the hosts on the Salt Report podcast is extremely interesting in seeing some fish dick <laughs> and <laughs> I mean I mean 2017's been big for that I yeah mean, with the Breath of the Wild dude Breath of the Wild yep yep mm-hmm. I was actually listening to that podcast when I drove up to the drive through and right as uh, Jesse was saying like you know what that means fish dick like right as i was pulling up to like get my food and the chicken behind the counter was like <laughs> uh i was like i'm sorry i don't know what this is i don't know what this is i didn't mean to turn this on uh what about you charles what's the weather like in new zealand um well spring is is here so it's um we're getting lots of rain uh lots of sun then you know for a few cold days it's looking like an overcast day today though so nothing too spectacular um, but the exciting news is I bought a Japanese maple maybe start of winter and it didn't look like it was doing too well. I thought it was it had died, but I planted it in my garden and it is sprouting little flowers. So uh, not flowers, uh, leaves. So I'm excited about that, that it's come back to life. Excellent. So, yeah. It's a little red maple, Japanese. Do you have any pictures up anywhere? Can we go see it? Um, they're not exciting yet because they're like the leaves are tiny. Well, you just <laughs> um, said that they were exciting. Were... <laughs> you, you just exciting said for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> exciting for me. Our listeners. I see how it is. It, <laughs> it still looks like a red twig <laughs> with some little funny buds on the side. Gotcha. It, it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> when it's fully sprung, I'll, I'll I'll take some pictures. Good. Um, we had one week of blessedly cool weather. Uh. With all of this weird hurricane stuff, it's caused the weather to go haywire. Uh, we, again, l- very lucky to have, be directly in between all of these horrible ca- catastrophic storms and away from the catastrophic fires. Um, but it did push a cold front through. So while Florida was being decimated by uh, Irma, like it's it was basically perfect weather in South Louisiana. <laughs> like everyone, I talked to I talked to several people, and I'd be like, "Man, this weather, huh?" And they'd be, and they said, "Yeah." Like I feel bad for saying that. I'm like, I know, right? Like because everybody else is super bad, but it's really great for us. <laughs> But um, it's finally it gone right back up again. So we're we're right back up into the 90s and 95s with 100% humidity. So it's it's just you know, you want to talk about being a sweaty boy? Whew! It's it is not Ugh. great. It is not. At good. least at least there's no humidity here because uh, I several several years ago I went to Hershey Park with my family for like an outing, and I didn't ride anything because the the humidity just made me incapable of moving. <laughs> you must be this dry to ride and you couldn't get on the, the coaster. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty debilitating. <laughs> uh, the 
like you just you just walk outside and it's just like oh god what did why 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 do i live here like let me please go anywhere else besides here although you know every place has their own problems so well that's enough about the weather let's talk about some just random stuff that we've been watching uh i'm, I'm gonna take the lead on this since it's since i'm being host uh i just want to talk about how great it was the the new adaptation of Stephen King's book it it is extremely good y'all uh, I spent a couple of hours on the mic with uh, Cole Ross and my buddy Brian May uh, talking about that for the Radio Free Midworld podcast that'll be public on Tuesday but it's on the earlier feed now if you want to go check that out uh, and y'all that movie is great ask me anything about the movie it and I will tell you and it's probably that it's very good except for two parts but otherwise it's super good. <laughs> I, I literally just finished listening to that episode. Did you really? Excellent. Yeah. I've not seen it yet though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Charles Sorry. You, you don't really uh you don't really get into horror movies very much, do you? No, it's like the last thing I want to see, to be honest. Yeah, I kinda figured. Um it's it's what? weird. You think I'm a skitty cat? <laughs> well no, like uh like my dad, for instance, uh was a big Stephen King reader until he had me and then uh he told me a few many years ago, a few years ago now, uh, that he stopped reading Stephen King because Stephen King started killing children in every single book. Like that was, that was his big thing. And he was like, you know, I have kids, like I have, I had you. And then, you know, I have a brother and a sister through him. And, uh, he's like, I just, I just don't want to read about kids being maimed or killed or kidnapped or anything. Like that just seems like a depressing thing, which is weird because now he is way into game of Thrones. So I don't know where, (laughs) I don't know what changed, but, (laughs) um, I can, I can relate to that. Um, Kids try do a the darndest to try and kill themselves as it is. The amount of accidents the kids have, like we don't need any other <laughs> things to worry any, about. You don't need any evil clowns to help them out. <laughs> no. And how many amount of times my daughter falls down the stairs or walks into the table? I don't know. <laughs> what's the uh, yeah. like? What is the scariest? And this this may be a serious question, but like, what's the scariest? thing that your children have ever done that thought that you thought that they were like literally about to die and it just turned out that they were fine uh you get used to it okay. <laughs> but uh just the other day aria learned she's she's five she learned how to ride her own uh bike by herself but you know usually parents get out there and teach your, your kids we just took um my wife turned up to uh went to kindergarten to drop her off uh it's like preschool for you guys it's our names are different um, and she just says, mom, look at this. And she just hopped on a bike and started riding and we're like, Whoa, heck it's pretty impressive. You taught yourself. Um, so we bought her a bike for her fifth birthday, which was last month. And just the other day I was, uh, riding. She asked me to take her out front and to ride around in the driveway. And she got a bit overconfident, started to go onto the, down the footpath. And I was just telling her to stop. She lost control and fell onto the road as a car drove past. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, um, the lady was, was really good yes uh the lady was really good like she's she was um it, we, we live down the dead end streets so no one needs to be going fast like people go pretty slow down it so that's why i wasn't too worried beforehand um but yeah so she is it wasn't super narrow a close uh, call but yes lots to worry about <laughs> um yeah dylan do you have any so close I calls have, yeah so i have three younger brothers um the middle one who is fun. yeah uh the middle one is three and his favorite thing is someone left a door unlocked i'm gonna bolt 
And so we're just like, where's Tyler? And then we're just like, he's not in the house. And then we go outside and he is well down the street. Oh, jeez. He's like, hey, guys. And we're just like, oh, it, he can open the garage. He can, he's crafty. <laughs> yeah, overconfidence. Uh, actually, Odin, my son, he he disappeared on us once. Uh, we've moved since then. We lived up a... We were kind of somewhat isolated. We were up a lot of stairs, and so there's a couple of houses, and then there was, there was just like dirt tracks and stairs to get down to the street. Um, and yeah, he's never disappeared on us before. And then we just like working, and like I was, I was, I think I was putting out the washing or something, and this lady just like comes walking like down our path with Odin. And I was like, what the heck? And she's like, is this your son? I'm like, yes. And I was like super embarrassed. I didn't know he'd taken off. He just went for a walk. <laughs> and this lady, saw this lady on the street. Um, and she's like, I'm going to take you home. Where's your house? And then he showed her how, how to get home. So yes, scary things do happen with kids. <laughs> and it makes you look like a bad parent, but really you're not trying to be. <laughs> so yeah. the, the only thing I can think of in this, in this topic, and this is a really weird topic to be talking about on a video games podcast, but here we are. Yes, it is. Um, some cousins of mine, when they were, I don't know, this was like the early 90s sometime, um, they were like, they had this rope swing set up across the ditch, and somehow or another they were like, messing around with it not just swinging across it but they were trying to do tricks and stuff and one ended up like wrapping the swing around his neck and um, the other kid that was there uh my other cousin was able to like get the kid out but they had to call 911 and uh dylan i, I don't know if you remember that old rescue 911 show do you remember that i don't think so it was a it was I, a I weird it. Yep. yeah it was a weird show where they just like would basically like imagine unsolved mysteries, except instead of the mystery, it was like rescue, like nine one one save somebody, basically. <laughs> like it was that, <laughs> um, and it was from the early nineties. So they got to be like on TV because this dude was a dumbass and almost hung himself. So, oh geez, yeah, fun times. Anyway, I don't remember Jeez. how we got all this topic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the the clown that eats children. Uh, the, <laughs> <clears throat> It was really good, and uh, Dylan, you have been tweeting a lot about something called Kuso, and I am very curious about it. Please tell me more. Okay, so one of my favorite music producers, uh, Flying Lotus, uh, just dropped his first feature film. It came out, uh, I think it was at Sundance earlier this year, um, around July, June-ish. Uh, it was a an exclusive on the Shudder streaming service, um, and it... I think it's just getting a few short theatrical runs, and it was playing at uh, my local indie theater. So what's uh, weird about me is for the longest time up until, like, this year, I was absolutely not into watching anything either gross, gory, um, scary, or anything. I was like, "Mm, no, I'm a baby. Um, But for whatever reason, uh, after seeing a few movies, it's become, like my new thing to just watch all these scary and weird and gross movies that I just missed out on, um, growing up. So when Kuso came out, I was like, really like, I love flying Lotus. I don't know if I can see this movie that supposedly caused several people to either walk out or vomit during the showing at Sundance. Oh, excellent. So So it's one of those. Yeah. Yes. So, but um, once it started showing at the theater, my friend and I were like, well, now we have to go. So, And now I've seen it three times. So a little bit more about the movie. Uh, it's a series of like four 
short film vignettes that are tied together and intercut uh, with, like, other footage and stuff. Um, but it's just this really bizarre, gross, post, post-apocalyptic movie about uh, just people in Los Angeles after, like, this really devastating earthquake happens and just causes, like, aliens to appear and every person has, like, these terrible, like, boils and growths all over them. It's, it's some nice, nice stuff. The cast um, on this thing looks ridiculous. It, I mean, Hannibal Buress, George Clinton, <laughs> Tim George Heidecker. Clinton is the best role in the movie. And, uh, I mean, there's a porn star in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Music by Apex Twin. I've, I, don't, I didn't even know this existed. I love Flying Lotus. I had no idea this existed. It's really... His, his newest album is really crazy. Um, but, you know, going from... Mostly spaced out, chill hip hop beats to a movie where, um, let's just say a uh, a bug crawls out of George Clinton's ass. Oh, good. Um, yeah. He so so a, a bug crawls out of his ass and cures this man's fear of female breasts. Um, that that is a sentence that I said in 2017. Um. I'm I'm going to go I might have to go watch this movie. It's it's I I've seen it 3 times. I definitely recommend it. Um what's really weird is like objectively as a film, I don't know how great it is cuz I was just kind of thinking back like as the segments as whole individual films, I'm like, "Well, which one really stood out to me?" And I was like, "Well, none of them." And I was like, "Why have I seen this movie 3 times?" And I think just visually and like idea-wise, it's just so like unhinged and like really creative that I I just watch it just because I'm just like I don't see like anything this like inspired and interesting in like conventional film and I think it's just really cool. Did you puke? I did not puke and honestly <laughs> for the most part was largely unbothered. It was really surprising. It just made me, when you mentioned that and seeing some of these images, it made me think of um, one of the episodes of Game of Thrones in season seven was like a montage. Oh, you guys God. Seen. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did not like that at all. Jeez. I've seen yeah, exactly. Seen it? I've seen exactly two episodes of Game of Thrones. Okay. In season seven, there's this montage and it's uh, they're kind of combining food with. Um, the stuff that comes out after you eat food at <laughs> the other end. And there's this montage of someone cleaning uh, chamber pots and then serving food that resembles what he would just pulled out of the chamber pot. And it's not very, yeah. And this is a very visceral, gross, the audio, the way it clips between it was just very, very vomit inducing. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was <laughs> Maybe, super gross. They, uh, they, they, they started out. So like, here's like a lengthy scene of this dude cleaning chamber pots and then a, a relatively lengthy scene of it eating. And then it gets shorter and shorter clips in between it bouncing back and forth to show like the repetition of this, just, this dude's life. And by the end of it, like you're not really sure what he's doing and everything about it is gross now. So yeah. Yeah. S- super not good. Yeah. And then there was a follow up shorter version of that when he was piercing someone's pussy skin and then someone cutting into a pie with chicken gravy but yeah, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
it made me feel queasy. That kind of sucks, and also sounds like the most bizarre thing I've heard about Game of Thrones lately. <laughs> yeah, it's Game it was... of Thrones goes some weird places, but it's it's not afraid to get uh, either you know super super sexy or super super gross or combine the two at, at the same time. So I hear it's good at that. It it is. It's I, I like Game of Thrones. Like it's you, you, a lot of people have some issues with it, and it definitely has some issues. But it's you know it's it's a fun fantasy romp. You know, except for parts where they're literally showing poop. So that's a bummer. <laughs> well, if, if if you don't like poop, you might not want to watch Kusa. <laughs> okay, good there's to know. a lot of it. There's oh wow, okay. And there is a lot of uh, uh, male discharge. Let's let's just leave it at that. Speaking of discharging, let's talk about uh, Bethesda discharging Doom and Wolfenstein on the on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know I'm a professional podcaster, everybody. <laughs> Segways like that. <laughs> Vader, you put this on the notes. I'm assuming that you have some some interest in this as as the switch. Oh, uh, not 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 specifically. I don't know if I'd bother playing um, them on a Switch console. I've got plenty of other cool games to play on the Switch. Uh, I just saw it as yeah, interesting. Um, I guess it's true. I get, in the past. Studios have said they're going to support Nintendo consoles and then completely not support the Nintendo consoles. Uh, but it, it actually looks like these companies are. Because uh, we've got uh, Mario plus Rabbids from Ubisoft. We've got uh, Bethesda putting everything they have, all six games that they they have <laughs> on the Switch. But by um, six games, you mean the, the six versions of Skyrim, right? Boom, exactly. <laughs> Um, I was. I think I'm actually being quite generous with the six, and they seem to do. They do well with their games, and they are pretty good games and well received. But yeah, they they don't have a, a wide range. But yeah, so it means I think that's good. It's good news for the Switch and Switch owners that these bigger studios, uh, well loved studios, are releasing all their games on the Switch console. It bodes well. I, uh, fingers fingers crossed for Bloodborne. Fingers crossed for Bloodborne. <laughs> Dylan, do you have a Switch? I don't, and I want one really bad. Does this... It's good. Does Doom and Wolfenstein have any kind of... Inter- like, does Bethesda putting basically old games on this on this console like interest you at all? Because like, it seems like it's almost antithetical to what the Switch is, is to have like ports of like relatively complicated first-person shooters, right? Like That seems like not what you would want to do on the Switch, but I don't have a Switch, so I don't want to like speak for Switch owners or anything like that. Uh, I I kind of agree. There's no real point with having ports, but um, I th- as I said, I think it's good because at least they're supporting it, and at least you have the option to have it. I guess it's better to have the option than not to have the option. Sure. I mean, the more the more reason for me to just put my PlayStation in the trash, the better. Wow, I love my PlayStation. I mean, I, it's so good. I, I do too. But I mean, I can just. Once, once I, I actually played a, a, a handheld Switch for the first time, like, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was just immediately, like, in love. I was like, I don't need to play any other console. Our co-host, Brian Wade, was here for at my house for, like, what felt like 14 to, thir- 14 to 15,000 days, <laughs> and uh, had a Switch the entire time and never broke it out a single time. So, my one opportunity to play a Switch was, was totally wasted. I'm very disappointed. Well, I'm getting from this. He's... He talked sugar about you and Autumn being great hosts, which mm. I sincerely believe. But what I'm reading between the lines now is that he, he was a bad house guest. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> no, Brian was great. And you we, don't want to say it. We had we had a, we had an absolutely great time. In fact, he actually said one night, I don't remember what we were doing, but he was like, I can go get out the Switch. And I was like, no, no, we're doing something else. Let's not worry about it. It just never Yeah, came what up. you were doing was watching X-Men The Last Stand. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I forced that dude to watch X-Men The Last Stand and uh, like four episodes of Supernatural while he was at my house. I'm a, so I guess in that that respect, I'm not really that great of a host. <laughs> I shouldn't have made him do that thing. Um, it was a lot of fun, though. We, we had a good time watching the X-Men and, you know, drinking. Because that's... I don't remember if we talked about it, but the, the drinking game where you just drink anytime somebody twirls in that movie is, is very much fun. Twirls? Yeah, yeah. Storm does a lot of twirling, like she just like spins around <laughs> to to do a thing. It's it's really really funny. Um, does anyone else do it, or is it just Storm? Juggernaut does it once, and Wolverine does it once, and uh, other characters get twirled. In other words, I get they th- they get thrown off, and they like twirl for a little while. It's very funny. So it's a fun game to try to find them. I uh, mm-hmm. I, I I'm into this. I like I, I like them putting you know, video games on consoles and everything like that. Like I'm, I'm into it and I'm sure switch owners are like, you know, they're kind of looking around for games and everything. Cause I know there's stuff on that console, but there's not like a whole lot of stuff. So, uh, in, you know, uh, there's, the more, the better. There's, there's lots of, um, just downloadable ones. Like the actual physical releases are very light still, mm-hmm. but the, uh, there's quite a lot on the download. Um, there's a lot, lots of indie games that look pretty cool on the switch. Um, I was just having a look last night, and there's probably like another ten since I last checked, and last like a week or two ago. Okay, so cool. yeah, they're coming out. They're coming out pretty quick, and as uh, hopefully, it, I just hope they don't decide future development on sales of Doom and Wolfenstein. Like that would be a bad move, and it's not saying I would put past the developer to, to do. Oh, this old game didn't sell well. We're not going to make a new game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's that's really what um, I was. Kinda... I hope they don't do that that's the point that I was kind of getting at. It was like, you know, if you're, if you're going to put doom, like who, except for myself, who has yet to finish the campaign, even though he really wants to, but like, I own that on PS4. Like who is out there? Like, Oh man, I got to play that new doom game, but I'm going to wait till it comes out on the switch, like a year and a half to two years later. (laughs) Like that's, (laughs) it just seems like, why would you, why would you rebuy that game? Especially because switch prices are kind of high, right? Like they're, they're relatively, they're still up there. I heard someone saying that, uh, that Mario versus rabbits game was like 80 bucks. Oh wow! Nah, that can't be true. I got it for ninety five New Zealand. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So that's like four dollars here, if I remember the math. The last time we did yeah. this, yeah, <laughs> everything is super expensive. Yeah. Uh, Vader, I'm assuming <laughs> uh, you're the one that put the lost future in our notes. What does this refer to? Well, you guys, you guys were talking about movies, so I felt left out. So I thought I'd put a movie in. Okay. <laughs> um, I. I do a lot of I do accounting work for my full time job, and it doesn't take all my brain all the time. So I tend to either have podcasts or a show on or a movie on, um, and think, um, yeah, I don't know. It was suggested on Netflix, and it's it's, it's yeah, it's basically uh, um, oh, it's it's futuristic. It's in the future after an apocalypse. So everyone's cavemen, cavemen again, uh, and acting. Yeah, so little tribes of people who fear the whole world, and there's these mutants, beasts who attack and make. And if they bite you, you turn into a beast like them. And Sean Bean was in it, which was a complete surprise because all the other acting's terrible, and then Sean <laughs> Bean turns up and does a pretty good job of his character. 
but it's amongst this really bad script and really bad <laughs> acting. So does it's he, really uh, funny. Does Sean Bean die? God damn it, Jeremy. I was going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I want to bring it up. This is why I wanted to bring up this movie, because the movie wasn't really worth watching. It's on Netflix, The Lost Future. Uh, it was okay, just had in the background as a throwaway. Um, and I was waiting for the... Does, does anyone care about spoilers for... This movie that this literally ad- nobody will watch? Yeah, no, we don't care. <laughs> okay, good. Um, the last three minutes, he was still alive. And then the bad guy sh- t- shoots a crossbow at the, the hero of the, sh- of the show, the main character. And Sean Bean jumps in front and I laughed. I was like, they've waited to the last couple of minutes to kill him. And, and then so he gets hit by the bolt. But then after they kill the bad guy, there's the concluding scene and Sean Bean's alive. So there was a little bait. Uh, they, they, they tricked me. They thought I thought they'd finally killed him and then they hadn't. So he actually survived. Oh, wow. So there was a Sean Bean twist. They pulled on my nice. heartstrings. <laughs> uh, the lost future. I'll go ahead and put a link to that in the show notes so everyone can make sure to go and check out that IMDb page. Because, uh, oh boy, this, just the shots of this look pretty terrible. Like, it just, just does not look good. Yeah, it's the, some of the, the lines that delivered, they were like, they were delivering lines. They weren't actually acting. Um, the I must go the, do uh, this thing. The way the cover is uh, designed, it makes it look like the name of the movie is Sean Bean, and, under, and it's subtitled "The Lost Future," which would make sense for a lot of Sean Bean movies, I think. Um, well, after watching it, I, I saw the picture for the the, um, the the poster you see in Netflix and realized that was actually Sean Bean, but I didn't recognize him when I first saw it because it's so bad quality. The, the, the screenshot of it that I didn't actually recognize it as Sean Bean. It was just like blurry action man with bow yeah it's it's not a great photoshop but you know at the, least the cover looks like the cover looks like one of those novels you find in a grocery store yep it, it does yep. yes yeah i can see that 100 <laughs> percent so, uh it wasn't it was as i say it wasn't great the to be fair though the actual like props and sets and location were fat were really well done so some money was put into it and Sean Bean, he's he does a good job of usually everything he he's in. But yeah, it's just the rest of it was kind of bad. Oh, the guy who directed it did the Salem's Lot miniseries. Was that any good? I never saw it. I hmm. figured you might, because you're Mr. Stephen King these days. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'm a fan of that movie and uh, of the original movie because you know Kubrick, but. Uh, the the word on the street was that Stephen King hates that version of The Shining, and so kind of somewhat funded the the TV miniseries so that he could, that it would be adapted more directly. So that and he was more happy with or he was happier with this one than he was Kubrick's version. So I was I've always been curious to watch it, but I've never seen it. So. Hmm. Yeah. Were yeah, the Salem's Lot and Shining miniseries produced by the same people? You said you said Salem's Lot, didn't you? You did not say The Shining, yeah. and I just kept talking about The Shining for no reason. My bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm always up to talk about The Shining. <laughs> uh, this is the bonus content of Room 236, where we, it was actually revealed that The Shining movie was just Salem's Lot. Whoops, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that I've seen 
anything on Salem's Lot, to be honest with you. Was there original? Was there a movie about it? Ah. Uh, oh yeah, know. there was. Just... Check this out. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, this is actually pretty good. The uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna all... just put this um, picture of a vampire in the chat for you guys because I think it's important that everybody sees this dude. Just, just you know, living his one truth. <laughs> Very nice. Want to sink your blood. <laughs> <clears throat> this is a really movie-focused episode of uh, Dark Insight. Let's talk about some games, y'all. Uh, yep. Dylan, you're our guest, so you get to talk first. Have you been playing anything lately? Uh, so I wrote this down because I was really racking my head. So I was like, I, I haven't played any video games. That is a lie, though. Um, uh, so I redboxed Resident Evil 7. I really liked it, but I only played up through, like, the first two parts, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, really looking forward to finish that. That was really fun. Uh... Originally, when I first started it, I was, like, too scared to go in the house. <laughs> and then once once I was like, I'll just do it. I was like, oh, this is not nearly as bad as I was anticipating. Which is basically, like, my experience with horror movies on the whole. Um, in, like, a nutshell. So I thought that was kind of a... Fun joke. I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> I've heard terrifying things about Resident Evil 7, especially, like, the first uh, few chapters. Like, they really just nailed the the horror, the, the horror aspect of it. Like, it's really, really spooky and scary. It's it's very good. Um, I, surprisingly, was not as put off as I was anticipating as far as, like, being scared. But it is very cool. And the, the atmosphere and the moment-to-moment, like, set pieces are all very cool and very unsettling. Are you a Resident Evil fan historically? Do you like all the uh, other games? So I came to them really late. I played 4 on the GameCube roughly around the time it came out. And then mm-hmm. I basically dropped the series for years. I picked a remake up on GameCube like seven years ago and then never played it until they put it up on a PSN last year. And then I finally played it. Which one was that uh, one? Remake. Yeah, that's the first one. First, oh, first one remade. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then I've played five and don't remember any of it. Uh, <laughs> that's probably for the best for everything I hear about five. I mean, for I, from what it's worth, I enjoyed playing it. I just I was I played it around the time it came out, so that was a long time ago. Did you play it? Um, no, I just played single player. Wait, wait, wait. I've actually played five. That's the one that ends with you uh, punching a rock while you're in, a, in the middle of a volcano. If I remember. Like, like the, the yes. Bo- yes. How did, okay. <laughs> how did I forget that part? Yeah, you're literally like a, it's a, literally a quick time event for you punching a rock. To <laughs> I don't even know what I was doing. I just remember being in a volcano thinking to myself, there's no way that he could survive in this environment. And also I am punching a rock. So <laughs> I, uh, I've heard I remember is the, the battle on the boat <clears throat> where you have to... Is it, is it Shiva? No, what's the girl's name? I think, I think it's Shiva. Yeah. Yeah. It is Shiva. Okay. Yeah, where she gotta rely on her to do stuff and the AI on the on the the on the yeah, was terrible on her character and she just wouldn't do what you needed. Uh, <laughs> and it was really painful because you had to do like two things at once. Like one had to pull the lever and then one had to shoot the thing or shoot the dude. And it was very, very frustrating. That's why I remember out the ending. 
I remember the AI being overall just extremely frustrating in general. Well, yeah. I played most of the game actually with a friend, but then I did the last, the end chapter, two couple chapters by myself. Our uh, our good friend of the show, Jala, uh, has streamed a lot of Resident Evil 5 with uh, another guy named Sam Bear, that, uh, and they've been kind of working their way through all of the, the series that have co-op like that, and they have a great time doing it because they are incredibly goofy and ha- they're having fun with it. So, but I, I remember yeah. like after I finished Resident Evil Five, going like, "Nope, I'm not ever going to do that again. I am done." <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think I talked about this on here, but I, I put Autumn in the uh, VR headset for Resident Evil Seven, the uh, the kitchen demo where the chick crumbs and crawls on top of you and threatens to stab you, and uh, it was absolutely hysterical, and she was terrified. So. <laughs> It's it's really really funny seeing people in that headset and like just like ah no get away <laughs> like literally trying to shove things that aren't there away from them so fun times yeah I've tried that game that VR that um, demo it wasn't that scary um, but I get what they're going for the PSVR came uh, my brother has one and uh, I think it came with like a bunch of like demo games yeah. Just to show you, like, the VR. And there was, like, a a scary one that was not very good, but I was still, like, too scared to go through it. There was a... You're, like... Go ahead. It's, like... I I remember being, like... It seemed like uh, if you've played Fallout 3, when you go into, like, the subway tunnels, that's what it was like. I don't remember anything else about it, though. That's probably the uh, Until Dawn one, which was kind of like a shooter thing. Wasn't Until Dawn the, like... <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Evil Dead type game? Yeah, well, Until Dawn was, like, the, uh, like, your choices... Like, it was a horror movie. It was, like, an interactive horror movie, and your choices determined like, yeah, who died. Yeah, okay. But then they... When the VR came out, they did uh, something called, like, Rush of Blood, which was literally, like, a cart shooter. Like, you were in a minecart, like, shooting stuff around. But it was an Until Dawn Rush of Blood VR game. I haven't... I still have no idea why it's called. It has any relation to Until Dawn. <laughs> I haven't played through it, but yeah. <laughs> it's minecarts. It's the mines and the mountains. Sure, yeah. Um, they set all those spooky minecarts up with, like, you know, balloons that give you 500 points when you shoot them with your dumb gun. There was a couple of spooky ones. If you, if you, the real spooky one on the demo disc is Thumper. Uh, Thumper is absolutely terrifying to me. It's uh, I don't know if you've played that at all, but it's (laughs) it's spooky to me. I I can't I can't do it. I keep seeing that on Twitter, and I thought it was a rhythm game. So it is. It is a rhythm game. Oh, it's the rhythm game where you like fight demons. Yep. No. Okay. Yep, that's I it. vaguely remember seeing something about that. That looks really cool. Yeah, they call it a uh, a rhythm violence game. The developers <laughs> coined that term um, because the music is so overwhelming and and over uh, like kind of just overpowering almost, and it builds up in these weird uh, ways. And it, you, the whole thing is like trying to reverse shots from the boss and send it back to them. And I don't man, it's just it's fucking terrifying and and VR because you're just looking around and there's no floor anywhere. Like you're just drifting in space on this rail and. It's, terrifying it's very full on um yeah so anything else besides resident evil um let me see uh i started playing uh okami a little bit uh again uh i beat it and got like all the side quest items so if you 
get all of this like certain item, uh, if you do a new game plus, you'll have, I think, ten times as much damage done. And you can actually skip all of the really long cutscenes. So what goes from being like an 80-hour game to being like something you can finish in an afternoon? <laughs> Man, uh, can you skip the tutorial when you do that? Yeah, you can skip... Oh, Almost God. everything. It's it. I it made made me really mad that that wasn't just available from the get go. I really hope that's a consideration that they're doing for the uh, PS4 re-release that I saw is happening, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, maybe that'll be. <clears throat> excuse me, the time that I actually finish that game because I've started it a couple of times and it just hasn't. I just get a little bit into it and it just, I don't know, like they, uh, all of the text takes so long to read and you can't, I don't, I vaguely remember you can't like speed it up or read through it. And it's just, it's just a slow game yep. that kind of disrespects your time. So it's beautiful though. Like I really wanted to play it um, because, and my wife really wanted me to play it because she was all into it. Um, but it just, it was just so aggravating to play that more than fun. <clears throat> yeah, no, the first time I played it, uh, I was like absolutely enthralled with like all of the dialogue. So I didn't notice. And then I went to play it again. I was like, Oh, this is real bad. Um, but playing it on New Game Plus when you can just skip and fast forward bits, it was like, this is infinitely better. Why isn't this just available from the get go? Oh, it was so frustrating. Yeah, I rage quit 30 minutes in when there was still talk and chitter chatter. <clears throat> um, same as you, Jeremy. I just, yeah, I think I was in a bad mood. And I, was, I was like, okay, I'll put on a new game to play, and it just did not help at all. <laughs> and yeah, it just went on and on and on. Also, now, the game really does not like respect your time in the sense that like to trigger certain events, you have to just talk to like several NPCs before you're just like, "Hey, you should go here," and like a door opens. Instead really. of just being like, "Oh, I can just kind of infer where to go." Oh, I actually have to organically talk to people and not really get any new info before the game will let me continue. It's I don't know why. Uh, Otherwise, though, recently, it's one of my favorite games. It, it looks just, cool. It looks cool. It's fun. I think it's, like, one of my favorite Zelda-like games. Um, I absolutely love, like, the drawing mechanic uh, when you use the brush. I think that's really fun. Um, but, yeah, just parts of that game have not aged well, which is really unfortunate because I think it's, like, a... A lesser known, just I'd, I'd go as far to call it a classic, even though those you know time considerations are kind of terrible. Well, that's that's why you know playing. I think I got it free on PlayStation Plus or for the PS3 a few years back. And honestly, back then I thought it was a side-scrolling game. I'd never had realized it was an open world 3D game until like recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was in the same style as a couple of like games that came out. Like for some reason, I always associated Okami with that game Odin Sphere. Um, and I, I would always get them confused, despite one being like a wolf painting game and the other one being kind of like a like a side scrolling fighting game. Uh, with but both had just like this beautiful two D art style. Um, and I just I don't know for whatever reason they were always stuck in my head together. No, uh, yeah, even doing playing the intro, I thought it was going to be a side scrolling game. And it's only like in the last couple of weeks I realized it was 3D. I <laughs> know uh, oh it was when last few months ago when uh, Breath of the Wild came out, people were talking about, yeah, Zelda-like games. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah I had not heard that that was coming to PS4. 
I saw yeah. that, I think, yesterday. Yeah, it's only in the last week or two it's been announced. Uh, yeah, doing oh, yeah. another Just HD release. Ago. Nice. Man, that game is going to look fucking gorgeous, huh? I don't know if they're going to, like, do anything to further make it look good after the or if it's just like a port of the ps3 version but either way i don't really care because uh, that game looks absolutely gorgeous either way it's saying it's going to support 4k resolution Oof. Uh, but they're also saying that the players will have the option for widescreen 69 or original 4x3 uh aspect ratio which kind of tells me that they're not touching the original textures at all so they're just going to be upresing that to 4k so you're just going to have like one giant pixel as a dog, <laughs> one dog shaped pixel <laughs> on a 4k TV because yeah, I can't imagine that that would hopefully it'll look all right. I mean, the screenshots all look beautiful, but um, actually the screenshots look like they've upresed a lot of the textures now that I'm looking at it. So I don't know, maybe I'm going to put this in the show notes so that people can look at it later. Um, Vader, what you, what you been playing lately? Um, last, last week before, uh, I went away for a couple of days with the family down to a little town called Nelson in the South Island of New Zealand. And we visited, uh, just a department store, um, kind of like Kmart or Walmart. It's a New Zealand branded one, the warehouse. And I checked out the game section and they had some random games for really cheap. Uh, I actually like visiting game stores in small towns. They tend to get more obscure things for some reason or have things that sell out quicker in big towns. And I got for $3 or $2 and 97 cents. Uh, and I get 5% off cause I have a warehouse branded credit card. So I get 5% off. So it's 5% off $2 97. <laughs> I got <laughs> rabbits invasion. What is, what is rabbits invasion? <laughs> I'm guessing this doesn't have anything uh, to do with uh, them invading Mario and, and the, King, the King, Mushroom Kingdom or anything. Nope, nope, it doesn't. Um, but off the back of enjoying Mario plus Rabbids, I was somewhat intrigued, and the price tag of $2.97 was an incentive. <laughs> uh, and it's a, a PlayStation camera game, interactive game. And so I thought it'd be fun to play with the kids. And so just the other night, we... Um, before bed, I chucked it on, and me, Ari, and Odin danced around and acted the fool in front of <laughs> the PlayStation. Um, and it's actually just, uh, it's an interactive TV show. So basically, the rabbits just do dumb stuff, and you interact to help them or um, to do dumb stuff. Uh, so that's yeah, basically it. So you got to wiggle around. Uh, it's it's it was pretty funny, actually. Uh, I don't think it'd be fun by myself. But with a seven and a five year old who were giggling the whole time, it was a load a load of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it's they're still annoying little things, but I have come to have a soft spot for them after playing Mario plus Rabbids. So they aren't as bad as minions. Well, here's the thing: um, a friend of mine who's spent like a lot of time in France was telling me that they're basically the French minions. And that they show up in everything. And I'm looking at this Wikipedia page right now. And they've also apparently shown up in Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed, and Watch Dogs. (laughs) Oh, that's... Oh, man. No. I I hate these little dudes. I hate them with a passion. Like, I'd... (laughs) 
I just I cannot stand the design of them. I can't stand the way they look. I don't like the way they talk. I've never understood why they were popular. Like again, this sounds exactly like we're talking about minions, but I actually mean the rabbits. But although all of this applies to the minions as well, um, <laughs> I just I I hate yeah. these little creatures. I I gotta know though if there's just like a, a subculture of just really bad Facebook memes dedicated to rabbits. Uh bitters. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. invaders like, hold on, hold on, I've got links. I could show you. Let me just pull them up on <laughs> my Facebook page. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because I don't think it ever took off in the West. Like I know because when Mario Plus Rabbids was announced, I was like, yeah, I'm not that keen on these rabbits. And like, what the heck are they? Like, I recognized them and I knew I'd seen them around, but they weren't. So it seemed weird that they were being paired with Mario. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to hear that they're quite popular in France. That makes more sense where Ubisoft's from. Um, yeah, I couldn't uh, find a meme page, but uh, there is definitely a entire page that, that is just rabbits, like that, that just post about rabbit. From you know, like if you want to keep up to date on your rabbit news, right? Like this is the place to go. <laughs> I, I want to yeah. figure out what game it is, though, where you're playing as Sam Fisher and he takes off that crazy headgear and it's just that face. Yes, that would <laughs> just be... Just the rabbits. Yes, that is that would be delightful. Yeah, I bet, I bet in Assassin's Creed and stuff, it's like a rabbit doll sitting in the background somewhere in, like, in the future sections. Like sounds when like the rabbits the... appeared in Assassin's Creed. That sounds like the... Uh, oh, is that what it is? Like, they just appear in the background? I, that's what I figured, but I'm, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google search it up, even though that's not very good podcast stuff. Uh, well, I'll, yeah, I'll try and explain a bit more. Yeah, basically, basically, it's just them doing up to silly antics. Like, we did a couple of episodes of the TV show, and one, they were chasing and trying to find stickers around a town. Um, and so, yeah, you basically just have to do stuff interact like at one point you have to do pull-ups and so you gotta actually action the pull-ups um and the the, two, the person who t- teaches you the actions you have to do is this old granny with like curlers in her hair it's, it's really weird <laughs> she just like walks on the screen this old like stereotypical granny with rollers in her hair and like she a, like does these weird actions like a rabid yeah. granny or like no just, just the actual granny, granny. okay yeah normal granny <laughs> it's real weird um because the action sometimes a bit odd like thrusting or <laughs> pull-ups it's it's very strange uh but the kids liked it and it was fun always fun to hear kids kids g- giggle um yeah so that made it fun for me but it's two dollars 97 so you can't complain did you oh find the assassin's creed stuff I did. I found a whole video, <laughs> but it took oh, it no. took it took a full minute to get there. So I'm just going to do a quick screenshot of this so you guys can see. It just turns the guards into uh, <laughs> rabbits. It's it looks very disturbing, especially with them like fully realized in this world. Like check out the chat for, for screenshots of that business. That's not fun. I don't like that at all. <laughs> oh no. So is that like a mod you can get from like finishing or finding something? That's Black Flag. 
Yeah, yeah, it's for like it's uh it's in with the cheat menu that you can just activate. And of course, once you do, you can't get like achievements or anything. But it's just one of the one of the cheats that you can activate if you find enough whatevers. Uh, see, I just imagine like a doll would be sitting on someone's desk in in the future. No, these these uh, guys like, are like how... walking around and stuff. Like, That's these are, awesome. These are fully animated. <laughs> I, I, I can't decide if the notion of just like going around and killing them is incredibly enjoyable or just like incredibly terrifying. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'll. I guess I need to drop this link because about a minute ten into this link, the dude does the uh, double assassin blade stab in this dude's in the rabbit's face, and um, that was maybe the most extraordinarily satisfying thing that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this was. This is really good. Oh, now he's carrying one on a... Oh, man, this is... I, yeah, this video will definitely be... Please go look at this video, because he's, like, throwing <laughs> rabid bodies off of ceilings to distract other guards. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Nice. How is, uh, how is Mario right vs. Rabbids holding up? That's good. Uh, I actually really like it. As I say, it, it made me forgive the rabbits a little. Is it, like... Like you, I wasn't really keen on the rabbits. I was keen on the gameplay, but the, the kind of funny at times. The peach one's always taking selfies. It's quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but the gameplay is great. Like it's super. I think I talked about it last week. It's super satisfying to pull off like combos. And uh, Mario at the stage has three types of attacks. He can use a weapon. He can power slide someone, and then he can jump on their head after springing off one of your teammates and trying to do all three to, to optimize your damage output is so good. It's a lot of fun. I'm a bad, uh, bad podcast host and have not listened to last week's episode yet. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got sucked right. into the adventure zone and that's basically consumed all of my podcast listening this week. So That's right. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. Um, yeah. I it's it's real if you've got a switch, you definitely gotta play Mario Mario Plus Rabbids. Uh, it's yeah. I just it's, want to play it just so I can see Luigi dab. Oh, that no, that that actually made me want to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the internet is completely is... split about dabbing. <laughs> like it's hilarious to me. <laughs> My son mentioned dabbing the other day. I said, "Don't, don't you dare!" <laughs> and I never knew he knew that stuff. As um, we uh, as we all know, telling a, a young boy not to do something is definitely the best way to get them not to do something. <laughs> Well, on that note, I, I picked them up from a birthday party a few months back, and I like went into the house, and it's from, like I'm friends with the parents as well, and I there's that like Superman song like where it's just talking about da- stupid dance moves that people do, like do the Superman, and then is it the Nay Nay? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, keep. Going. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, but keep yeah. going. Please keep describing it. Like, what is the beat like in that Nay Nay song? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I walk into this kid's birthday party, and this is like a eight-year-old's birthday party, and the the song's on, and I'm already rolling my eyes. Like, oh no! And I walk into the lounge, and there's like a bunch of boys like doing the Superman, and then the Nene, and then I don't remember the other ones. I'm like, "Where's Odin?" And and like my mate's like, oh, "He's outside." I'm like, "Yes!" <laughs> and Odin's just like not interested at all. He's like outside playing with like a sword and like whacking stuff. I'm like. That's my boy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't mind you dancing. He's like, I don't want to do that stuff. <laughs> so proud dad moment. Um, I was very proud of him that day. 
we went to a uh, award ceremony, like a banquet type thing, because uh, Autumn got a horse award, um, which the least said about that, the better. But um, she was there. We were there to accept, and it was a uh, <laughs> like like a black tie affair, right? Like I was in a in a you know had a had a, a jacket and a Painting tie, a like a button down shirt, the whole nine. Um. I think I talked about it on the podcast when it happened. It was supposed to be circus themed. So like you were supposed to like be black tied up, but also in a circus theme for some reason. Like it was really goofy. Uh, but that anyway, look. after the, uh, I just wore a pink bow tie. Like that was my, that was my concession to uh, whatever. Anyway, after the, the main like award ceremony was over with and everybody ate, they, they started up the music and they had everybody on the dance floor and they started playing some like real like club hits, right? Like some real bangers, like the <laughs> Nene and the, and the whatever. <laughs> And these horse chicks uh, that are all like, I'm going to say anywhere from like seven or eight to like maybe 14 or 15 are just getting out there and like dropping low, (laughs) like doing all of the dances and like getting into it. The little boys are just like scared to get on the dance floor because these girls are are just owning it so hard. (laughs) Like it was really, (laughs) it was so amazing and great. Like it was, it was really funny. And then they started playing uh, country music and all the uh, old white guys got up there to do two steps and it was really bad. So (laughs) that's when you got up. No, no, no. Jeremy doesn't two step. (laughs) I had to learn that lesson the hard way. Jeremy does not two step. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing's changed in girls dance on dance floors at school dances and the boys just sit on the outside and eat the food. Yep. Mm-hmm. Too scared. Too scared to get it up and actually go in there and ask, ask a lady to dance. What else have you been about? What else you been playing? Um, on that same random purchase spree, I got a PS4 game called dead. It's on the show notes and I'm not sure if I'm going to say it right. Synchrono city. Synchronicity. Is that how you say it? Synchronicity. Synchronicity. Okay, Synchronicity. It's about a city, so I thought the city was supposed to be... Okay, now I get it. Synchronicity. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's dead Synchronicity, oh, that word. Uh, tomorrow comes today, and it is a broken sword, point-and-click style game. Oh, like an adventure game. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, it's got a real unique art style. It's really simply drawn, sort of cell shaded. Um, the backgrounds tend to have a little bit more detail than the characters. Like the characters, only like a few shades. Uh, oh, this is really pretty. It's interesting. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I guess I guess really I wouldn't say pretty style. because it's kind of like gruesome and and dark, but it's 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 very nice looking. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's got a, it's, it's it's got a style, and it's wearing it on its sleeve. Like it's not. It's just going for it. Um, in between cutscenes, they, they throw in some other art styles, like almost look like um, uh, oil paintings, a real stylized oil paintings. Uh, so it's, it's very, very arty in its own way. Uh, I, I like it. It's basically you're, you start off, you've got classic game trope. Uh, you have amnesia. So you have no idea who you are, where you are. Um, you, you're in a, basically you're in a, it's supposed to be called. It's a refugee camp, is what it was. It's called, but it's actually more of a concentration camp. Uh, the world's ended uh, from this great wave. Like this big disaster's happened. They call it a great wave, and there's still like a tear in the sky that emits noises and lights and stuff that no one knows what it is. And basically, you were 
you've been in a coma for a, I don't know how long for a while and some uh, a nice guy and his his wife have looked after you in this refugee camp which is more of a concentration camp because they don't let you leave. Um, and there's guards who shoot people. <laughs> and so it's really brutal. It's almost like a rubbish dump. And yeah, you basically asked because the guy that's helped you once you wake up, he asked you to, for help to get some medicine. And so you're puzzling your way out of this refugee camp to the local city, which um, so far, the puzzles haven't been like use rubber chicken on this random pulley, like in um, Monkey Island. It isn't like real random like that. It's been reasonably logical. It's taken me a few minutes maybe to think of the logic, but they are logical. It's just, you've got to think about it. Um, so they aren't too obscure, which is a, a classic point and click adventure game trope is to make things a bit odd. Um, and I like the story seems interesting. I'm intrigued. Uh, you can skip dialogue, which is always a plus if they are waffling or if I read it faster than the, the actors saying it. Um, on that note, the voice acting is a mixed bag. The, yeah. the main character, all in all, is pretty good. It's okay. There's a few other characters that are okay, but other times it's, again, it's just like delivering lines, not acting. But yeah, it's not it's not uh, a deal breaker for me. Um, I'm about three or so hours in, and I am enjoying it. How it's hard to say you enjoy games like this. Uh, no idea, to be honest. Um, I thought I'd be longer in the the, the refugee camp because uh, you get told pretty early on you get given a quest to um to get out of the city to get medicine for mm. the guy the family who helped you son. And I thought I'd be quite a while doing it, but it was only a few puzzles in before I managed to get out. Uh, but you can come back because you get a pass that you can leave, go in and out. Uh, so I'm now in the city, which I have discovered isn't all fancy. The people in the refugee camp uh, think it and are told that it, the city's working as normal and it's it's luxury, but they're basically the same. It's out of the out of the out of the frying pan into the fire situation, basically. Yeah. Um, both are just as bad as each other. Um, but yeah, as I said, it's hard to say you enjoy something like this because it's so dark. Like I just went to a park, like a, you know, like big cities have, you know, like park, central parks. Um, and it's, I can't remember what the actual the real name for it is. It's called like Southeast Park or something, but it's been renamed Suicide Park. And I've just, it's been closed off because by the, like the military because people were committing suicide in there by hanging themselves from the trees. And I've gone in, and it's much like the the tree of men from... Um, Sultan Sanctuary. Uh, Sultan Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's just like trees hanging with people, and it's very, very dark and... Jeez. Sad. Sad. Um, and these, these, these bodies are not fresh. They're like... Because they locked off the the park, they've been there. Just They just left them there. And so it kind of illustrates how dark and twisted this future is in this world that they're not going to bury these people. They're just going to leave them there. So it's not very pleasant, um, but the, it's interesting um, trying to discover what's going on. That does sound interesting. Yeah. Where, where are you playing this on? PS4, PC? PS4, yeah. I, I, I picked it up. As I say, it was. I didn't tell you the price for a, a whopping $9.98. <laughs> 
<laughs> you were really the, the bargain, the Vader Van Bargain Hunter this week, <laughs> Vader. That's what right. That's right. <laughs> uh, that, that was all from the Warehouse of Game Down. Now so I've never ever heard of this game, and before nine ninety nine, I was like, I'm going to give it a go. Um, I even got the soundtrack with it. Um, but because I'm, I'm me and I don't notice music, <laughs> I can tell you if it's good or not. <laughs> like it's in there and I haven't noticed it being horribly bad, but I'll try and pay attention to the music next time I play and report back. <laughs> Dylan, lo- a long time ago, we had a uh, listener write in and request that we talk about our, our favorite bands or favorite albums or favorite songs. And I asked Charles, I said, what's your, you know, like, what's your, what's your favorite band right now? Like, what are you listening to? And he's like, I don't have one. I said, what, what's your favorite kind of music? He's like, I don't really like music. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Good to know. Yep, that's, that's me. That's such like a, like, a, like a foreign concept to me who literally just is constantly drowning in music yeah. and mm-hmm. musical-themed things. I mean, Trust either... me, I, I feel lonely in this world at times. <laughs> I, mean... I am the only one. <laughs> I'm I'm like the only person who doesn't play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, so I I feel a similar thing. Which is like I have no interest in this thing that is universally like a big deal. Yeah, I, I I'm the same. I haven't played that yet. Um, but in comparison, though, ten million copies have been sold of Battlegrounds Unknown. About seven billion people listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes um I, i'm sure there must be other people but no it just doesn't do it for me um music some, yeah just i can appreciate some songs but i just don't go on my way to listen to music i mean that's that's a fair yeah to each their own yeah i just it's it's <laughs> it's so totally alien to me like i grew up listening to music i I listen to music all the time. Like I feel weird if I'm not listening to music and it's just quiet in the house. Like I don't, I don't like that at all. Like I have to be listening to stuff all, all the time. I had a friend yeah, call me up this week and uh, it was one of these situations where me and him were like best friends, um, but way, way back. And then we kind of just moved apart. Like dude lives in New York and we tried to keep up with each other, but like it's just distance and like you just, you know, shit gets in the way. Life gets in the way. And uh, so he calls me up and it'd been a few years since we talked and he's like, yeah, what's up? And I'm like, not much. What's going on? just fell into it like you know like old times we just started talking about it he goes actually i'm I'm calling you for a reason you used to play a square pusher song for me and i can't remember the name of it and it's driving me crazy do you remember what it is (laughs) and i was like jeff it's it's 2017 like we haven't hung out and listened to music together since like the year 2003 (laughs) like i don't no i don't remember the specific square pusher song he's like it's the one with the organ and i'm like i i dude i have no idea so yeah pretty pretty weird <laughs> music has always been a big thing well, i guess that's what i was saying well yeah no i get that um and i used i listened to music when i was younger i think because you're supposed to and there are i have mentioned this before there are bands and stuff i do appreciate more than others but i will not put it on to listen to like ever yeah <laughs> um that's me i am unique well, I want but to talk about just... a uh, a new video game that I've been playing. Go. It's called Destiny Two. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cliff just got the, the the worst shock of his life. He's going to listen back to this later, and I'm very excited for that. Um, no, I've been playing Everybody's Golf. Um, it is basically 
they've renamed Hot Shots Golf for to everybody's golf. I don't know why the rename. I think they came up with some reason for it, but um, it's very much an arcade style uh, golf game, so it's not like a real sim. So, but man, like it is just so relaxing and it is so chill and. It's like they've got all these weird RPG elements in it. So, like, if you do a good shot with a particular club, your proficiency with that club gets higher, and like the rank goes up. So, uh, for instance, with your with your driver, like you start out and you can only really hit a, a ball off the tee for about like 180 yards, and I'm on level 10 with that driver, so I can go up to about 230 now. Uh, so you can you continually get better, just like you would if you were actually out there practicing golf and getting better equipment. Uh, it's has a full character creator so you can go in there and like make your dude as goofy as hell uh i've seen online someone straight up created mario already so you know time to mario is negative two days usually and a character creator and that's holds true here um the, the character creators <laughs> well, are, are extremely goofy and, and great i love it i don't know if you are familiar with this jeremy but uh, a new monster factory came out today and it is everybody's golf are you serious Yes. Oh my god, I'm going to go watch that immediately after this podcast. That is so great. Um, for anybody that's not familiar with Monster Factory, it's a project from Griffin McElroy and uh, his brother Justin McElroy, and they, they go into character creators of video games and just attempt to make the worst looking and craziest and funniest creatures that they possibly can. So They've done Bloodborne, they've done Dark Souls, they've done Fallout, uh, they've all got... I don't remember who Just Like Bart is, but the one where they did Just Like Bart is maybe my funniest, maybe the funniest video that I've seen on the internet. Like, it's just, it's that I good. I think that's some Black Mesa game. Oh, uh, that might be that Conan game, right? Maybe, is that what I'm thinking of? I, I couldn't tell you. I did not played it. Yeah. Um, but yes, definitely go look at... Uh, Monster Factory. I'll throw, a, I'll throw a, a link for the everybody's golf one in there, but I'm super excited to, to watch that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Before um, we get back to golf really quick, as an aside, uh, how far are you in the Adventure Zone? I'm on episode 8. Okay. You have a lot of ground to cover, but I'm real excited for you. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> I am... Um, my, my other co-host, Chris, uh, from the Monster of the Week podcast, um, he was, he's been listening to it. He just finished it. And um, he was kind of just being like, dude, this just makes me want to do nothing but start a D&D podcast. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'd, I'd heard everybody raving about it, and I started listening to it. And it's it's the podcast that makes me kind of angry because it's so good. Like, with just just what feels like just so effortlessly good. Like, Griffin says that's his first time DMing, and he's, like, making up this incredible story and, like, doing all of these crazy things and just rolling with the gags and incorporating... Like, the whole taco bit at the beginning is just... It's just the the funniest thing ever, and it just keeps getting funnier every time it gets brought up. So, I yeah, it just makes me mad that it's so good. Well, just wait until uh, Griffin starts soundtracking tra- it. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I can. I've I've because he's posted like some Bandcamp links for his soundtracks and stuff, and I've heard some of that stuff, and I'm like, when are you going to put this in? Because this is crazy. Everybody should listen to the Adventure Zone. Why are you doing listening to this show? Just go listen to the Adventure. I'm kidding. No, please finish the episode, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you, you mentioned that it's everybody's golf's uh, taken from Hot Shots, but everybody's yeah. golf's been around for a long time now. Oh, has it? I thought this was just Hot Shots Golf with a new name. Unless Hot Shots Golf, golf is what it was called in America, and everywhere everybody's golf was everywhere else. Because oh, everywhere wow. I played everywhere everybody's golf back on the PS2 like 15 years ago. 
Oh, absolutely. That is exactly what has happened. Yes. So America's had its own name. Yeah, yeah. Formerly known in North okay. America as Hot Shots Golf. So yeah, this is so they just changed it to be an international title. So it's always been everybody's golf. Interesting. Since nineteen ninety seven. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so uh if you're, fami- <laughs> if you're familiar with those games, then I'm guessing this one's gonna be really similar. Uh I just I've always associated those with like handheld platforms. Like I had one for the PSP and it was good, but I just I never really got deep into it and um it's I've just been kind of playing this on the, on the background as I'm editing a podcast or doing work or, or whatever. And it's, man, it's just, it's so relaxing. Like you're just walking around. Like you, they actually give you kind of like a, a little miniature world to walk around in. Like there's stuff to go find. You can go talk to people. Uh, every so often as you play tournaments, you gain uh, experience points. And as you get, as you fill up your experience bar, you'll get a new versus opponent. And uh, this will be people like, the very first one was this wannabe idol chick who was like, I don't really have time to golf, so I'm not very good. I'm really just here to get po- popular so I can be an idol. And I was like, okay, interesting. And uh, <laughs> so like played her and beat her. And she's like, well, I'm going to bring my, my captain in and she's going to beat you. And then uh, for whatever reason, the next versus character I fought was like a uh, like a little boy. And uh, <laughs> the little boy had just like the goofiest looking swing I've ever seen in my life and was saying all this goofy stuff during the round. And, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really, it's a well put together package. It's really easy. I haven't touched the multiplayer stuff uh, besides local multiplayer. Autumn and I kind of did some, some back and forth on that and she, she really dug it. It's really easy to use or easy to play, I should say. Uh, But it's got full multiplayer. So like you can go and um, meet people and do play, play rounds of golf with them and talk to them and all that stuff. Steal what they're, steal what they're wearing, which is always fun. Um, Still their look. So I highly recommend this game. It's I think it's like forty bucks, so it's maybe a little high for just a casual golf game. But uh, I'm sure it's going to be on sale. Uh, but I I'm really really enjoying it. And if you want to come play golf with me, come play golf with me. I would be I would I want some golfing buddies. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in this so far. It's it's yeah, really fun. Get it. Yeah, it's uh it's super colorful. It's it's you know. <clears throat> It's there's some real like video game jankiness in there that I like. So like all of your when you're playing a tournament you're with a party of like three other computer characters and uh, you're all basically hitting at the same time. And the game just does not give a fuck about collision. So like you'll just line up the T and like beat like your ass will be in someone's shot and like, it'll just go like, so you get some real goofy <laughs> moments. Uh, like I made a birdie and I started celebrating and then a guy, like a computer character was rushing over to TN and like was, so he got froze behind me as the, as the video froze for me, like jumping in the air and it, he was just looking goofy. Like there's some real dumb <laughs> video game stuff like that that I can really appreciate. Uh, cool. There's a golf cart and there's definitely a like a like a track that I'm thinking I can drive the golf cart around in, but I haven't figured out how to access it. Somebody told me that I had to beat the course instructor wearing race car clothes, so I'm looking forward to figuring out that little weird quest so I can get <laughs> the golf cart. Um, it's 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 very Japanese. Uh, it, it, has it is a lot of, as you've mm-hmm. mentioned, a lot of RPG elements in it. There's a uh, there's a guy that will give you a quiz about what you know about golf, and uh, if you if you solve all of his questions or if you answer all of his questions correctly, he'll uh, give you like a little miniature prize or like some, you know, he'll give you a uh, like some some stuff to wear, or some new features or like because you uh, there's a bunch of unlockable stuff as you might imagine, so you can like I, you know, I'll finish a tournament. And it's like oh yeah, you've got a new hairstyle. Like now you have dreads. I'm like oh okay, well I'm never going to use those because that's gross. But um, not dreads in general, just there's a bunch of white people down here that have dreads that I think that's pretty gross. Anyway, that's totally not on the subject of golf. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Um, so yeah, somebody come play golf with me because I'm, I'm, I'm a lonely boy on the PS4 playing golf by myself. Speaking of golf, Jeremy, uh, mm-hmm. 
have you heard of a game called 100 foot robot golf i have yes, i've got that with the uh with the mcquarrie brothers doing the narration i'd um vader you you didn't like that game if i remember right uh it's all right um i got confused because i don't really know who the mcquarrie brothers are and i thought it was like the mcquarrie golf person <laughs> i think that, that's <laughs> probably golf. totally on purpose yes um it was fun to just smash things and and it's live golf like rather than taking turns you just say go and you're the first one to get it in the hole and you're busting through cities and yeah um space stations on the moon and stuff so it was fun but then the vr was janky as anything like it i tried doing like uh, me in vr and odin on the screen but I, with my controller, I controlled my robot, but my VR head was in, on Odin's robot. <laughs> so <laughs> I was seeing was. what Odin yeah. was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was seeing what Odin was doing, and but I was still my controller was still working for the other robot. It was real weird. Yeah, it was real bizarre. Um, it was all right, but not not worth really playing that long. This sounds way better. Yeah, this this seems like an actual uh, golf game, and I feel like there's a uh, something that I didn't really expect. Like I I was expecting this to be an arcadey golf game, but I didn't really expect there to be much of a of a skill ceiling. And uh, there, you know, I'm a good way through it. Like I'm ranked two, and I finished probably like I don't know, like ten tournaments now or something. And uh, like they're still introducing concepts and mechanics to me. So like there's there's the idea of, I mean it's a it's a it's a basic metered like call so you ball like hitting meter thing i don't i don't know actual words anymore y'all i'm just like saying whatever comes to my mind um you hit x it fills up like and that controls the strength that you're going to hit and then um you so you hit x the second time to you know top your meter out and then it goes back and you have to time it to hit on the exact point so you can get a good shot and not be early or late which can affect the you know swing it affects the swing but they've introduced, like, if I hit that with a triangle or a circle, like, I can hit it with more or less power, so I can kind of fine-tune it. And apparently there's ways to put, like, a backspin Ooh, nice. in, on the ball. So, like, if you hit the directional pad down when you hit it, I think. But I've been trying that, and it hasn't worked, so I think I'm doing something wrong. But, like, that's a way to give it more lift. So if you want it to uh, to give it, like, if you're trying to go up uh, an ele- like up in elevation and try to hit it so that it kind of rolls down, like, you could you can do that, but I, I haven't been able to figure out those mechanics yet. So I'm looking forward to digging in more of it. And for some reason, it's, like, weird, weirdly addicting. So Yeah, I really enjoyed it back on PS2. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't played any since. Uh, so this one I have been intrigued by. I just want to point out how bad the Hot Shots cover art compared to the Everybody Goals <laughs> cover art. Do you have you have some links for me that you can drop in the in the Discord? Um, trying to can well just does oh does that not work? Link. This is the hot shots because when you search everybody's golf, oh, that didn't work. It's kind of ugly link, isn't it? No, no, click on it. It should take you to the art. But just the yeah, the cover art for the um, everybody's golf tends to be. A bit cuter, the Japanese one, <laughs> rather than this angry people. Oh yeah, yeah. Hot Shots Golf looks looks kind of ugly. Um, and then there's this one. This is a terrible podcasting. That's fine. I'll put I'll put these in the show notes, dog. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, it just it just in comparison. Whereas the the Japanese or European 
cover art tends to be just like one person taking a swing, whereas the everybody the hot shots ones tend to be like a a set up gag piece. It just looks a bit odd. Well, you know us Americans, we 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 take our golf you know extremely sillily. Like we're we're not very serious about golf over here at all. <laughs> Yeah. You guys remember that outlaw golf game? It's like, how do we sell golf? Uh, we make it racy. I don't remember outlaw golf. Like, is it kind of like they did the like mutant football game where you could just like kill decapitate dudes on the field? And it's like, yeah, nerds are gonna love this. <laughs> I mean, it's basically how do we sell um, golf to people who don't care about golf and play video games? Uh, we put you know well endowed women in it. Oh, of course, just yes. Kind of show that off in a really uncomfortable way. Oh wow, they. Oh wow, the third picture in the Google search is literally an upskirt cut shot. Oh my god, <laughs> there's like BDSM gear in this in this video game. What the hell is this? Holy crap! What <laughs> game? There's there's a dude outlaw. Just Google search outlaw golf. I'm not going to link this in the show notes because these are filthy. I don't want this associated with my podcast. Um, <laughs> But, like, there is... Actually, this might be the cover art, now that I'm looking at this. <laughs> Later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly the one I was coming to post. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> There's a gimp's outfit that you can put on their dudes. That is... Oh, oh my, my God. All of this oh, is Jeremy, terrible. Look at this one. Look what at did, this one. What did you do? Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Put... This is all the bad. Heck? None of this. What was is... that? What was that BMX game? Yeah, like yeah. BMX, BMX game. Triple X. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid rubbish. Oh my god! This is. I don't. What is? What is this game? Just the more I look at pictures, the more I'm just like, this was a product that was made and sold. Oh my god! I don't even want to link this because it's just horribly racist. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I guess there were outlaw volleyball games and outlaw <laughs> tennis games. <laughs> I've never never heard of it. Apparently, was a hot franchise. Uh, apparently, so like I've no never understood uh, people like getting really hot and bothered over like actual video game characters very much, and to see like this stuff like be the like to go this far into it is just so silly and, and weird to me. Like. If you're an artist, like if you're like a 3D modeler in the early 90s, and someone's like, "Yeah, I need you to create a woman in a bikini, and I need you to like give me a real good upskirt shot of her, so like we could put her in this golf game," you'd be like, "What? What? Oh man!" There are several pictures of this gimp dude, so he apparently is like a recurring character in the series. That is wow. strange. Oh, then I, and then and then it takes a totally different direction when you get into uh, people actually like real life people putting on outlaw golf parties <laughs> and like free cigars, free beers. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, it's stick with everybody's golf. I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's go back to everybody's golf and not this weird, <laughs> horrible tangent that uh, again will not be in the show notes. I'm going to make you force. I'm going to force you guys to Google outlaw golf and have that dirtiness in your <laughs> Google search history because I. If I had to, you t- you need to as well. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, everybody I'm not go doing play. It as a cover up. Everybody go play. Uh, everybody's golf. Everybody's it's, golf. It's really good. That said, Outlaw Golf does have several spinoffs, including Holiday Golf and Nine Holes of Christmas. Wow. Okay. 
I don't know how to feel about that. I'm I'm a little disturbed. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> oh, that posted twice for some reason. I'm not a pervert. I don't know why that posted twice. So sorry. <laughs> um, that doesn't look like it's related to the game. That's just no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like game. this is people in real life. Like that is George Patron, which is definitely not his real name. <laughs> his name is not. Excuse me, Jorge Patron. That is not that dude's real name. <laughs> Uh, we're definitely calling the name of the episode Jorge Patron, though. We're we're just definitely going to do that. Uh, my buddy's just called me Tequila, though. Anyway, uh, Jorge Patron presents Jorge Patron Outlaw Golf Party. <laughs> um, I don't recognize the name. It's just that picture that I put in the in the Discord. It's just some random dude that's putting on gross golf parties. So. Oh, oh yeah, I thought he was a famous person that you knew of. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, finally for me, uh, I, I got to play some Diablo three with our, with our friend, John Gamble, AKA at 99 dexterity on Twitter today. Um, me and him grouped cool. up and played some Diablo, did some, some rifting and some grifting. And, uh, I got to show him, uh, my weird, crazy monk build that literally just like, just, it's just a boss killer. It just tears everybody apart and he was appropriately impressed. So I was happy. I don't ever get to show off in Diablo three because the only person I really play with is autumn. And Autumn is just not impressed with me that much after 13 years. So, go <laughs> <laughs> work harder, Jeremy. I know, seriously. Uh, but shout outs to John for for playing with me. That was that was a good time. Um, do you boys have any any other video games that you want to talk about? Uh, briefly, I did want to bring up that I finally played some Overwatch for the first time, like last week. Nice. I adore Overwatch and only didn't put it on my list because because I've talked about it so much on this podcast. What was your experience like as a, as a first-timer? Uh, I really liked it. I don't know if I was terribly great at it, but definitely had more interest in it um, upon playing it than I did any time before. And I basically just played for 10 hours in a single day. It's like, I'm just going to just, I'm just going to look at how cute May is and how happy as a character she makes me. Did the May uh, sh- animated short get you in? Is that what happened? Actually, I, I I rented it like the day before that came out, so it just kind of like I had a short burst of Overwatch fever. Nice. What uh did you just play May, or did you play any other characters? Uh, I checked out a few people, but May was like the only person I like intuitively figured out how to play as. Uh, um. Who else did I play as that I liked? Uh, I'm, there are too many characters in that game. I cannot remember them all. There are a lot of characters in that game. Were you just doing the uh, like the quick match? Yeah, um, I think so. And then I, I briefly considered buying it, but I'm just like, I'm going to fall down this terrible hole of <laughs> wanting all of these loot crates. Yeah, it's it's not a good not a good thing to be honest with you. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's a great video game, but um, it does that like really quick, uh, you know, feedback loop where you're like, oh, I could just do one more of these, and you do that for like seven hours in a row, and you're like, oh wait, I have responsibilities as an adult, and maybe also other video games I should be playing. So, <laughs> whoops. Sucks yeah, that is the main reason why I haven't bought it yet because I'm just like, th- this is a. a- this is a terrible possibility of just, I will not do anything. I don't need any more distractions than I already have. Yeah. It's, it, it does but, that really well. If you, if you still have it, um, 
I really suggest uh, our friend Nikki got me into doing this. The uh, arcade mode has a 3v3 elimination match. And uh, you basically, you play one match, and if you win, you can't, you play one round, and if you win, you can't use that hero again. So it forces you to kind of build up a little bit of a roster with, with characters. Um, and in the matches, because you're only, it's just deathmatch. Like, you're not trying to capture a point or move anything. So it, it just, their matches are pretty quick. So if you get into a bad one, you can just, you know, it doesn't last very long. Um, whereas I found the the actual quick play stuff, like if you're in a match where your teammates suck and they're not holding a goddamn point and you look around and you're mercy and you're the only one on the point, which makes no sense whatsoever. Where did you guys all go? That doesn't, that's not the way you play Overwatch. It can take like a 10 or 15 minute, like 15 minutes of your time to, to get through that. So I did not realize there was a, a mode other than just like the capture the flag game. So I'm definitely interested in, picking it back up if only to be like what part of this game did i not see yeah arcade mode is really interesting they have uh they have the 3v3 i think there's a 6v6 in there um that's also like during the summer games um this where they put lucio ball which is like a real shitty version of rocket league where you just but but everybody's lucio and kicking a giant soccer ball around and trying to get to trying to score goals uh, I, I really do not like Lucio Ball. Um, and then they had uh, when they introduced Doomfist on the console, they just had a uh, I forget what they called it, but it was just basically six v six Doomfist. So you would you would load it up, and literally everybody in the game was Doomfist because they wanted you to kind of learn the character and play around with it. So it was just chaos, uh, which was a lot of fun. And they do other stuff like uh, there's a one v one mode that limits your hero choice. So you, you'll get into. I'm sorry, Vader. I can hear you going to sleep over here, but we'll be done in a minute. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm long gone. I've stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one v one mode is really cool because you'll get into a situation where like uh, they'll give you two choices. They give both character the same, both people the same choices, and uh, so you'll have like a sniper versus sniper fight, and it becomes like these weird, tense, long games of who can get the advantage and psyching out your opponent, and uh, or like if you get both Farah like literally just flying around and shooting rockets at each other and see who has the better aim. So, like you get some really like fun experiences that way. I dig it. I like overwatch a lot. I try uh, to I have to make myself not play it. You've really kind of resold me on this. So I will probably <laughs> rent it again. <laughs> RIP your, uh, your backlog. I, I apologize. Right. Vader. What about you? You got anything else you want to talk about? I just want to point out that was Dylan's game to talk about, not yours, Jeremy. <laughs> it's a conversation. We're not just here to like give speeches to one another. It's a conversation. You need to join the conversation, yeah. Vader. Come on. Not about Overwatch. I'm done with that. <laughs> it's dead to me. Um, me, did, did I you ever got. Play it? Or did you just? You were out yeah. from the animated shorts. I got it so I could put my mo- my money where my mouth that's was because right. I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it is a good game, but it's also terrible. So yeah, I sold it, got rid of it. Um, yeah, I've been playing Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Oh yeah, um, is that more Uncharted? Yes. Cool. Um, the the play. I think there was a phone. You could play with your phone in the last one, couldn't you? Uh, I think they've added to that. I don't remember that, but I yeah, I don't remember. Um, I know you could yeah, you could pull up your journal and stuff in the last one. This one, yeah, you can take pictures uh, in different places, and then you can just pull it up and flick through it whenever you want, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's a very good-looking game. Is it more puzzles, or is it more action-y? Like, which part of the Uncharted franchise is it pulling from? 
it's I haven't actually got now I think of it, I haven't got to any puzzles yet. Uh it started off with a quite intense uh kind of intro chapter, uh where you're you have no weapons and you're sneaking through a war torn Indian city. So it's in India. Um and yeah, you've got no weapons, you're just sneaking around. So I kind of enjoyed that. You're going through like a ruined building. Um and yeah, you got nothing. You got no weapon, so you just got to sneak around and try and take out the dudes. Um, so far, it's been mostly actiony. It got right into one of my favorite parts where I tried for the the foil driving with the the jeep through kind of wetlands. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's very satisfying the way they. It's pretty impressive the way they do the vehicle, uh, the the spinning out and the and the mud sliding and stuff. I yeah enjoy that part. And I've had my first action sequence where you've got guns. Um, now they've added in, you can pick locks. Uh, so there's like a mini game picking locks with Chloe. Um, and I snuck in behind the dudes um, in the first kind of open area where you're fighting them and got to their truck and picked their weapon chest. And I got, got a silenced pistol. So I was rewarded for my sneakiness and got a sneaky gun. Nice, um, and that's where I've rough kind of left it. It's it is much the same. Mm. Um, I'm hope I'm hoping it's not as I don't, I don't imagine it's going to be as long as the previous Uncharted. I think it's meant to be a shorter experience because it's like half the cost to buy it. Uh, yeah, that that South African um, warlord lady from Uncharted Four. She's like your your buddy in this. Mm-hmm. She replaces the Starlick. Uh, man, she's got some sweet guns. She's all like, I mean, like not guns as in biceps, not in guns and guns. <laughs> like she's pretty jacked. She's pretty tough. Um, oh, the combat's pretty good. It does. It's kind of played on the your you know uncharted. Your kind of your environmental. It, it it kind of works with the environment as well. So you do the thing, and the environment depending on like if there's a a wall nearby, you'll use the wall to like spring off and kick the dude. It, it's worked pretty well with the co-op buddy. I don't remember Sully being as useful at doing fly kicks as, um, I can't remember her name, the South, South African lady. Um, yeah, you're like pin a guy and then she'll come and like knee him in the face for you. It's pretty sweet. Nadine, that's her name. Nadine, thank you. I'm bad with names. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's it looks really it's really impressive. Like the the, the alleyways and the it's it, the city is just really good. And it's not DLC, right? It's a standalone thing. It is standalone. Yep. Yeah, and it's. I bucks, think they announced it as. Yeah, it's about that. I think yeah, I think it's like fifty sixty here, but I ordered it from overseas and got forty five. I'll, uh, Are they making DLC for four? Because I thought they were going to make something where you play as Nathan Drake's daughter, but I could be misremembering that. I think people oh, just like were trying that. to wish that into existence, right? Because that I, also sounds about right. Like I, I want the uh, I want the alternate universe where Nathan Drake's daughter just grows up to be Laura Croft. <laughs> like that's the that's the the secret origin of <laughs> Laura Croft that she's Nathan Drake's daughter. Um, and also, I would want to play her as a little girl. Like I think that would be great. Just a badass little chick. Well, the thing I, because I, when I first heard of Lost Legacy, that's what I thought it was. Um, and I didn't think it was, uh, well, they kept saying Chloe, and I'd forgotten, like, who that actually was in the series, so I, I thought it was their daughter. 
Um, and I thought it was going to be like a non-violent Uncharted game, which I thought sounded awesome, but yeah. that apparently is not the case. No, no. it's still very no. violent. I, um, I like to I, pretend. I, I, I like to sneak up and knock the dudes, and I pretend they're knocking out, not snapping their necks. <laughs> so I like to do as much stealth as possible, and I think four allows you to do that more than previous ones. Um, yeah, I really liked the like kind of stealth based set pieces in four. When you yeah. would just run around like tall grass and stuff. That's probably my favorite yes. bit of Uncharted games, period, is when they like you have the opportunity to not just murder everybody with your endless automatic machine gun ammunition that's laying around these weird temples. <laughs> the enemies bought them. Um sure. Yep. Uh yeah, I agree. Um it still does fall into the thing. You get seen and then just a thousand dudes turn up. Like I've had it before in four where I've taken out all everyone except the last guy. The last guy sees me and then like 20 dudes turn up. Like, whereas if I just took that last <laughs> guy out, um, yeah, you wouldn't have to find anyone. I, I that example, I, the, the open area I, in this game where I snuck around, I knocked out, um, a couple of guards got to that, uh, weapons chest. I locked it, then got to the door where you have to leave the area and I was thinking, yes, I've done it without it. I've snuck around, and that's what I prefer to do. But then the thing made noise, and the character comments, this is going to make a lot of noise, and then everyone knows where I am, and then I had to kill them, and so I felt kind of guilty. Um, so I may go replay that section, because I stopped playing straight after that, and see if I can stealth everyone and knock them out, rather than have to shoot them. But they make it very clear, the, the guys you're fighting are uh, uh, a rebel force... Yes, they're a rebel force that have started wars. This was very seemed a bit forced into the dialogue very early on that he's forced and started three wars to try and find um, Tusk. Is it Christ, Christus? What's the elephant god's name? I'm terrible. Krishna Ganesh. That's it. Is Ganesh. Ganesh's tusk. That's that's the that's the um, holy grail you're looking for in this one is uh, Ganesh's uh, tusk. And this guy started multiple wars and is to hide the fact that he's searching for it. So he is, yeah, so they are bad dudes willing to start wars in cities and hurt innocent people to find the thing. So they are bad people, but still, murdering lots of dudes is still bad. <laughs> I do like um, that apparently the pre order bonus for this game was you just get a free copy of Jack and Daxter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Don't get me wrong. But it was just a, it's, it's a weird promotional idea. Like, hey, you know, you like Uncharted yeah. Four. You'll probably like Jack and Dexter. Those are really similar games to one another. I wonder if I got that. At, at least, pre- at least in Four, they were just like, hey, you get to actually play uh, Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot as Nathan Drake. In this one, they're just like, uh, you guys like Jack and Dexter, right? There you go. Yeah, no, this is cool. They did that. I've got a DLC, a, a downloadable code, but it doesn't say what it's for. Well, Uncharted Lost Legacy, how to download your digital content, but I don't know what that content is. Well, go check it out. Go plug it in. <laughs> I'll have to do that. And while you're doing that, I'm going to end this podcast because it's Friday afternoon and I want to go drink some beers. So, uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you for to my co-host, co-host as always, Vader, for being here for us. Coast. Dylan, thank you. Uh, yeah, I kind of right. I cannot talk today. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
Dylan, thank you very much for guesting with us, man. This has been great. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. I, uh, why don't you plug where you can be found anywhere on the internet? Okay, so uh, you can find my music released under Banshee Beat. Uh, you can find me on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, anywhere you re-listen to music. Uh, I'm starting to put more stuff on YouTube. Um, I'm really uh, active on Twitter, so if you have a Twitter, come say hi. Um, I always like meeting new people. Um, but yeah, if you like uh, fun, electronic uh not quite EDM, but pretty pretty pop dance music. Uh, go ahead and uh, check me out. Drop me a line. I just want to uh, highly recommend that, by the way, uh, because your your new album was excellent. I really dug it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I dropped in a new record earlier this year uh, called Techo Deluxe. Uh, it's the only thing with that title, so you should be pretty pretty uh, easy to find. Um, Already working on a new one, so we'll see where that goes. Cool. Is it okay if I steal one of your songs and put it at the end of this so that we can, like, people can uh, actually go hear? for it? Cool. I will definitely do that. Vader, where can you be found on the internet? Vader Van Oden. Everywhere except where Jeremy frequents. <laughs> Look, I'm not the one that has the weird <laughs> dating profiles on the internet, okay? I just happen to find you on them all of the time when I'm searching for that good, good Vader, Vader Van Oden content. <laughs> you gotta clean up your search results, man. That's your fault, not mine. Let me check. Uh betavanodin.com. Cool. Um Yeah. You can find me at JG Greer. Uh I, I do a lot of other podcasts, uh including Monster of the Week, which is my supernatural podcast. Um it's not about ghosts, it's about hunks killing ghosts, so it's way more interesting than just boring old supernatural podcasts. It's about hunks. Uh, go check that out at monsteroftheweek.cool it's a good one Um, thank you everybody again for listening thank you for leaving iTunes reviews tell your friends about the show we really appreciate that Uh, talk about us on Twitter etc 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 we'll be back next week with another great episode of The Dark Insights bye bye bye
I don't fool you. This is the way I used to. I used to. I love.